Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. As always, thank you for all your continued love and support. You really don't know how much it means to me. So, I have been a busy little bee for a little while trying to just figure out a lot of things. And yeah, I've been letting a lot of things get to me and... I try to share a message of positivity and life after sex trafficking and after you escape and how there is hope on the outside. And I know that I've been kind of a little bit down lately, but that's not permanent for me. Mostly my life is pretty amazing. My husband is amazing. My son is amazing. And I have some amazing friends. I don't always keep friends, but hey, that just happens. It comes with every walk of life that you live in. So one of the major things I wanted to talk about was what kind of awareness is needed to end sex trafficking. And it's a topic that I've noticed is coming up a lot, especially with Ghislaine Maxwell's trial and it's talks about people want to see the black book and see what's in the black book and they want to hear the client list they want more names and all of this stuff and listen I get it I get people's curiosity and I get the fact that they want to hear this stuff but unfortunately it's selfish and it's for for all the wrong reasons Now, I'm not sitting here calling any of my listeners selfish if they want to hear that kind of stuff. I mean, honestly, it would be amazing to see all of these people go down. But what I mean by when I say it's selfish is because people don't want names because they want to do it for the benefit of the victim. They want the names to cured their own curiosity, which I've said that multiple times here. I've said it on TikTok, I've said it a lot. That kind of awareness is not what is going to end sex trafficking. We don't need to know a single name in order to do that. We just need to figure out the ring, figure out the system, figure out where they're at in the system and how everything is connected to break it down. We need to keep politics out of it and people need to stop telling me that I need to keep politics out of it when that's been my message all along. But see, the major thing that I'm noticing right now is a lot of people are talking about uh, different political affiliations and race and socioeconomic classes. You got to take all that out of it because sex trafficking, it doesn't discriminate. I mean, there were some very rich and powerful people that purchased me, and there were some politicians that purchased me, but there was also some crackheads that lived in the ghetto that did it. It was all walks of life, and sex trafficking does not discriminate. So when we're bringing in those topics, we are taking away from sex trafficking because if it doesn't matter in the world of sex trafficking, It's not going to end sex trafficking by continuing to bring that noise in. 
So the other thing that I'm seeing is people want access to black books and the files found in Epstein safe. Now, I can't speak for what's in Epstein safe because I don't know a hundred percent which is on each and every one of those videos or cds but what i can tell you is i know what's on the ones in my father's safe and it's blackmail videos and it's videos of child pornography nobody and i mean nobody should see them especially the public and anybody that wants to you need to take a step back and you need to think to yourself, why do you want to see that? Why would you want to see that? Because it's not going to save any victims. And there's no way that you could think that it would. So kind of think about things like that, especially when you're writing about it on social media. Because it's kind of hard when I go through social media and I hear people talking about the videos and the blackmail and they want to see this and that because I know that part of that blackmail is videos of me as a child being tortured and being raped. And I don't want people to see that. I want those things to go away. So when you're talking about this stuff on social media, think about it. The victims that are in them hear you saying that and they feel that shame that violation and all of that all over again and you have now re-traumatized a victim for absolutely no reason politics can't be brought into it either because it crosses party lines and to be honest it's not it, it like it has nothing to do with politicians they're not even sex traffickers they're buyers and I know it's like, stop the demand, stop the demand. But if you just stop the demand of the politicians and the elite, as some people call them, and the rich and famous, who's stopping the demands of the other people that are just as involved? Why is it that you don't want the rich and powerful to be buying in children, but you don't care if the crackhead down the road does it? Because again, that's the message that you send to victims and survivors as they're going through social media. And the other thing is the black books. What you guys don't understand is there are victims' names in those black books. And yes, they can be redacted, but it's not hard to figure it out. I mean... I know people that were able to figure out people that were supposed to be kept anonymous. There's a lot of things that can be done. So I get it. I get the curiosity. I get the urge to want to know what's in this kind of information. But listen to survivors. Listen to the people that are telling you that you don't want to see this information. You don't want to know this information. And... It is going to traumatize victims and traumatize survivors because we're all going through this. The conspiracy theories have been triggering us and putting us through the ringer for over a year now, going on to practically and even longer in a lot of cases. And 
now that we're out and open and actually talking about this kind of stuff for the first time ever in our entire lives, now we have to deal with people wanting information that isn't any of their business. And we have to sit down and think, okay, so somebody wants to see a blackmail video on Anthony Weiner's computer. I remembered what happened to me when that video was taken. So now that memory is surfacing. I'm remembering what happened. And then I'm sitting here holding my breath thinking, what if somebody leaks the video and they black out my face? I have identifying marks on my body and anybody that has seen me without clothes on will recognize that it's me. Not to mention the fact that I'll know it's me and my husband will know it's me and I won't be able to hold it together because I now have had a video, picture or whatever leaked of me as a child when I was a child and now the whole world is seeing it and I didn't get a chance to say no and I didn't get a chance to stop it. And I can't make it go away because once it's out there, it's out there forever because it's the internet. And I've experienced that with Lynn Wood posting an investigative journalist article on Twitter. He exposed a lot of secrets that I knew. And he exposed a lot of things that were never supposed to be made public. And I don't know if he didn't just care or if he didn't know or think about the fact that somebody survived the things that he had talked about in that article, but it got out there and it was exposed and I can't take it back. And even though Linwood's Twitter's down, the article that he shared is still up there. I have it bookmarked in my phone and... That kind of fear I hadn't felt in the longest time. And that fear keeps creeping back up on me. And that's probably why I keep getting in these depressive states and in these funks because of all the fear that is constantly being drudged up by this trial, by conspiracy theories, by people making comments, by invalidation because of politics and other things. And it's just this perfect storm. And the only person that it's hurting are the victims and the survivors. So when we talk about awareness, we have to remember that spreading awareness needs to benefit the victims and survivors because they are the most important. And that is one of the reasons why I am glad that this trial is not being publicly televised because it would be so damaging to my psyche and to a lot of other people's. It would do unreparable damage. I don't think I could get through it. I'm barely making it through by just reading some tweets and seeing some people's uh, TikTok videos. It's absolutely horrific and re-traumatizing. I just, I don't know how else to explain it. So when we talk about awareness, like, yes, definitely 
we should figure out what's going on with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And I'm not telling anyone that nobody should give out updates or anything. But the conspiracies, those need to go. The we need to know names. We need to see the black book. We need this. We need that. You don't. You don't need anything. You're not owed anything because you're not a survivor. You're not a victim. You're not going to do anything with that information because, like I said, in the episode that I talked to John DeVideo, you cannot call and make the reports. They're going to say, well, you need the victim to come forward because most of us victims are now adults. So we would be the ones that would need to make the report. But here's something that I can kind of explain and a situation. And this is the awareness that needs to spread. So as I've been talking about, there is bogus lawsuits that have been coming after me for about 18 months now. And I'm not getting legally served. I'm not getting served at all sometimes. Judgments are made without my knowledge. Somehow they're able to get paperwork to another state before they can get it to me that's like four miles from the courthouse. I mean, it's insane what I've been going through with these lawsuits. Well, I decided to start digging today. And the owner of all of these quote unquote deck collection agencies is the same person. And he has had these debt collection agencies, one website says since 1919, didn't even know they had debt collection back then, but hey, maybe they did. But see, here's where it gets tricky. So he's a debt collection agency. He also owns a sister company that does medical building and coding. So when you walk into a hospital and and you fill out all this paperwork and you sign your HIPAA paperwork where you give permission to bill your insurance, you have absolutely no idea that you not only are giving them permission to bill your insurance company, but you're also given permission for a debt collection agency to have access to all your medical bills. Now, if you go to the debt collection agency's website, it just looks like a simple debt collection agency's website. But when you go to the medical billing and coding website, it specifically says that they'll handle all the billing from the time that the patient walks into the bill building until the final payment. And then when you scroll down a little bit is when they talk about their debt collection agency. Now, how legal this is, I don't know. But I will find out by the end of the week. I'll probably find out by tomorrow when I call the attorney general's office. But this is the thing. It's things like this that are the ring. It's businesses that they set up that they're sole owners of. And they have company after company that benefits it. It's like, so my father had a mortgage broker company so he could write mortgages. He also owned a life insurance company. So how did that benefit? Well, he knew when somebody died. So he knew when he could steal that person's identity and have a mortgage written out in their name without anybody knowing because who runs a credit report of somebody that's passed away? And then you have a house bought somewhere in some middle-class neighborhood, upper-class neighborhood, lower-class neighborhood, 
And he also has friends that are realtors, so he can find the perfect house to have someone from the ring live there and have women that are kept captive there. Now, you add in an electrician, which I've also linked to my father, a, um, uh, sorry, an appliance repairman, which I've also linked, who is also the real estate agent. So now you have someone that can come in and do all the electric work and fix the appliances, and basically you've got your little handyman there. And then you add in the guy that owns the trucking company, so that's the ring. That right there is the ring. That's how you find it. You find all the little bits and pieces. So each job complements the other. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot another one. The realtor slash appliance um, repairman. Yeah, he's also a locksmith too. So he can put locks on the doors. Because imagine if I called a locksmith right now and said that I need a door that cannot be unlocked on the inside of the bedroom, but can only be on the other side, and I want all the keys to match, locksmith isn't going to do it. But if you're a locksmith, you have access to everything that a regular locksmith has access to. And then you're able to do all these. You're able to put locks on front doors, on bathrooms. I mean, you can pretty much control every lock in a house. And that's the thing. They have jobs that complement each other for special purposes. And it takes a lot of digging. And the only reason that I'm able to uncover them is because I know these people. I know their names. I've known their names forever. But literally telling you their names isn't going to solve anything because you're not going to know who they are. And these names are so like similar. And it's not John Smith, but it's like a John Smith. It's a name that you'll hear over and over again. You'll never be able to find them. None of that stuff. So telling you their names, yeah, it's not going to benefit anything. It's just going to get you to ask a whole bunch of inappropriate questions that I'm never going to answer. But see, this is the awareness People don't know how the rings work, and they don't understand that they're realtors. And I'm not saying every realtor is a sex trafficker. By all means, they are not. Trust me, there are a lot of good realtors. But there are some that aren't practicing realtors that only get their realtor license to have access to certain things. Just like, and I know someone who is a lawyer and has their law degree, but does not practice law because they don't want anyone knowing that they're a lawyer. So why would they need a law degree? Well, because they handle illegal adoptions of kids that come from out of the country that are brought here and adopted into sex trafficking families. And that's how they get their victims. It's all legal. Every single last part of it is legal. But... Nobody would guess that the person is involved because nobody knows that they're a lawyer, except for me. So this is the ring. This is how mine works or worked. I guess I could use past tense because I'm not in it anymore. But I don't know if every single ring is like this. I, I don't. I, honestly, with how in-depth this is and how much I'm seeing it in multiple states and all places go back to my parents, I really hope that it's not like this in every single one because this is absolutely terrifying. 
And it's like you have the conspiracy theories and some of them are like absolutely horrible and it's scary, but it's like the truth is scary too. So we don't need to add noise to the truth. The truth is just as bad as it is and making noise isn't going to make the truth less scary or more scary. It's just going to make it quiet. Noise does just that. It makes noise and it drowns out other noise. So my message, I guess, for this episode is stop making noise. Just sit back and realize that, you know, some of the things that you hear, it doesn't mean they're true. Honestly, I own about eight domains and I can make a website right now that looks like a legit news source that... I can make up all these big stories that fit every single conspiracy theory out there, and it'll look like a legit source. You think those sex traffickers aren't doing that? It is not hard to design a website. It is not hard to buy a domain. They are not that expensive. The ones I have, I pay less than 20 bucks a year for. I have them for my podcast. I'm working on it, but oof, I suck at coding. I hate websites and designing websites. I know how to do it, but it's tedious and obnoxious work. But that's the other problem is like you can find anywhere on the internet information that will back up what you want to believe to be the truth. But it doesn't always mean that it's the truth. There's one website that I remember, God, I can't remember the name. And When you scroll down to the bottom, it talks about how it's from WordPress. WordPress is a blog site. You you don't even have to pay for a membership to have it, but you do have to buy the domain. And they looked like they were a legit news source, but in fact, they were just opinion pieces. And that's what they are is opinions. There's no facts to it. You don't know the truth. You don't know not the truth. And that's really what we've got to focus on. And I know there's a lot of distrust with the mainstream media. And trust me, I get it. I don't trust them that much either. But it doesn't mean that just because I found some website on DuckDuckGo five pages in that tells me everything that I want to believe because it tells me all the things that I've heard is even more true than mainstream media. You really got to watch your sources because I've had some people link me to complete absolute blogs and that's it. It's just a blog site. It's not a news site. And I'm like, you know, like this isn't true. I mean, I I can prove it, you know. So the best thing I think that I would love taken from this episode is quiet down the noise Figure out if it's a source that you can trust because most of them you can't. The most important information you're going to get from survivors that are willing to talk about it and that are willing to sit down and break it down to you and say this, 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 and this. There is a lot of memoirs out there. There is a lot of books out there from survivors. Uh, I can't really think of any offhand that I could suggest, but a lot of people break this stuff down. And there's a lot of survivors that are on TikTok or Instagram and other social media that break this stuff down too. So they're going to be one of your best resources because they don't have anything to gain 
other than getting the truth out there. It's not about satisfying people's curiosity. It's about making sure that nobody has to go through what we went through. And the only way to do that is by the 100% truth. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. I don't know if I babbled or not. It has been a very long, stressful day. And I just want to end this by saying, you know what? I'm going to give about $13,000 worth of secrets over the next however long I feel like doing it because if I'm paying $13,000 on a bogus lawsuit to the sex trafficking ring that I escaped 12 years ago, I'm going to tell your secrets and I'm not afraid. So thank you for the continued love and support, guys, and I will talk with you soon.